0: ...help you reduce AWS costs 15 to 50% if you do what it tells you. But some people do. For example, watch their webcast, How Uber Reduced AWS Costs 15% in 30 Days. That is six figures in 30 days. Rather than a thing you might do, this is something that they actually did. Take a look at it. It's designed for DevOps teams, and Ops helps quickly discover the root causes of cost... And correlate that with infrastructure changes. Try it free for 30 days. Go to nops.io slash snark. That's nops.io slash snark. The other side of paternity leave. I'm back. I took five weeks of parental leave off to welcome my daughter Josephine to the world. And those five weeks have now ended. I'll Take the balance of my parental leave a week at a time during the first half of next year, because parental leave is a benefit, not a stick with which to beat people is an important philosophy to stick with, and spending two full months off in a row doesn't work for me, especially when, let's face it, there's not as much to do with a tiny newborn now that we've fallen into a pattern. I'm digging out with a vengeance. We're a month out from AWS's own version of Cloud Next, which means that we're starting to see service dumps of features and releases shipping that didn't fit into the planned three-hour keynote. Now, I have gotten some feedback of, but what do you mean parental leave? You were on Twitter. Yes, I was active intermittently on Twitter during the past month because, in case you missed it, There's a pandemic on for most of the world. There are apparently exceptions for places with histories of exceptional government responses or extreme levels of denial, like New Zealand and Facebook, respectively. That's the closest thing I have to a social life when trapped at home between feedings, naps, crying, and diaper changes, plus whatever the baby needs. Again, the point of parental leave isn't to withdraw from the world. It's to provide space to not think about work while being present for your family you do your parental leave the way you want to and leave other people to do theirs. Good Lord. So what happened when I was out? Now that I've returned, let's take a look at what happened while I was out of commission on the AWS front. From my perspective, there are three major announcements amongst the rest of the filler for the past month. The first is the time stream went GA. It looks like I went from content having one kid with no plans for a second to warming to the idea to actively trying to conceive for months to, yay, we're expecting to welcome to the world, Josephine, in one day less than it took AWS to go from time streams is announced in preview to time is generally available. Kids are a lot of work, but apparently that's nothing compared to a time series database. Another difference is that some people actually like kids. If you're looking to wind up standing up infrastructure, but don't want to spend six months going to cloud school first, consider Linode. They've been doing this far longer than I have. They're straightforward to get started with. Their support is world-class. You'll get an actual human empowered to handle your problem rather than passing you off to someone else, like some ridiculous game of ticket tennis. And they are cost competitive with any other provider out there with better performance in almost every case. Visit linode.com slash morningbrief to learn more. That's linode.com slash morningbrief. The second is that Nitro enclaves went generally available. It's pretty clear that AWS marketing continues to be willing to be misunderstood for long periods of time. A lot of people have terrible misconceptions about this service. To the tune of, does this mean that you're admitting that EC2 isn't secure? And that's not so much on these people as it is on AWS failing to articulate the value of Nitro Enclaves. Let me give it a quick whack. You might want to process highly sensitive data that you don't want your ops team to be able to access. Nitro Enclaves lets you do precisely that. And the third thing that they released was that Aurora Storage is finally smarter about things. Until now, you've only ever been able to increase the amount of disk allocated to Aurora. Now it dynamically downsizes when you drop tables intentionally or accidentally in a feature that people have been asking for since Aurora was in preview. This removes a giant asterisk next to Aurora can save you money. So what's next? We're a month out from reInvent, AWS's own version of Cloud Next, which is now a monstrosity that is set to last three weeks. I'll be doing a bunch of things around then. I want to point out that none of them are official this year. I've been pointedly not invited to give a talk. What AWS may have forgotten is that it takes remarkably little to record a talk and put the video up on the internet. There's no stage to speak of. More to come on this next month in AWS. Keep an eye on Requinvent, spelled the way you would expect it to be.com. And lastly, it was apparently discovered last week that platypuses can, in fact, glow in the dark. Billy the platypus has a whole new half life ahead of him. <music>